0: Welcome to Catch the Fire's Family Life Podcast. We are a family that encounters God's transforming presence and extends the kingdom. Each week we get into what God is doing among us, what he is saying through his word, and why we should be excited about where he's leading us. For more information about Catch the Fire and giving to support this ministry, check out our website and our Church Suite app. Okay, well, hello, Uh, welcome to uh, family Welcome to <laughs> 7.7 W.A.B.C. Radio with your hosts Alistair and Tom coming to you at the midnight hour or <laughs> coming to you from our bunkers. Um, <laughs> uh, hello welcome um, well uh, Tom and uh Alistair here, and we are recording Tom from your house, um, me from mine, Um, and I've already been told that my microphone, if I am careless with it, will bump against my stubble and cause great discomfort to anyone who's listening. So I'm going to try my hardest not to make this uh, unlistenable to you. (laughs) Now, true or false, do you have all of this stubble because despite all of the recommendations on working from home in terms of staying in a regular schedule, getting dressed for work, not working from bed, you've in fact just completely let yourself go? (laughs) Is that what's (laughs) happened? (laughs) I am 100% (laughs) dressed. Uh, I'm I'm wearing socks. I am sitting on my bed, but that's because Abby is sat in the living room Doing work, and uh, I didn't want to bother her. Um, why don't you tell me about the Offtop family and what you just mentioned before we started recording about <laughs> yes. it? Had I want the listeners to know, just for full accountability and transparency, that had the recording started uh, six minutes earlier, uh, all of Catch the Fire and the listeners of this podcast would have had a very interesting and deep insight into the world of Tom and Abby co-sharing a workspace uh, <laughs> uh, after a rather lengthy debate about which one of us was going to go upstairs. Because I've had calls, Abby's had calls, we're both sat at the dining room table, uh, but then one of us, when we need the quiet time, we've been, you know, taking in turns as to who goes upstairs, um, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So we had a, uh, a heated discussion about which which one of us's turn it was to go up. But Alistair will attest that we Uh, We both apologized to each other for being snippy and made up before she went upstairs for her call. But let the record show that she went upstairs because um, she is a benevolent and magnanimous dictator in our household. <laughs> well, I have to say, it didn't—it didn't sound particularly heated to me. Um, okay, if that's heated for you, then then you're, you guys are doing great. um But I, I did like your closing. I love you with the with the love of a thousand. The the intensity of a thousand suns. Is <laughs> what you say? The fires of a thousand suns. Yeah. Okay, I thought that was that was good. I'll have to I'll have to steal that one. <laughs> and when I say it to my wife, she'll take it as uh, a very romantic thing and not as something that I just heard someone else say and decided to repeat to her. Okay, well let me know how that works out for you. <laughs> we'll do. Um well um we're 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 gonna try and up the amount of um family life podcasts at the moment if for any other reason than you know Facebook and Instagram social media is just getting sort of uh inundated with with uh you know videos and people doing doing things. And I have to say like one of the things that we uh, well let me, let, I'm going to twist myself up in my words already. Let me finish my first thought. Good thing about a podcast, you can just have it on as you're pottering around the house and you don't need to sort of gather the family around, you know, to listen to it and all the rest of it. So I think that's, I think it's good and it gives us a little more breathing space. Um, I've missed my podcast time because I, I have a commute um, morning and evening about um, kind of anywhere between 40 minutes to an hour, depending on traffic. And so that's my kind of God time. I, I pray, I listen to worship, and I often listen to podcasts. And, I've been missing that time, so I have to yeah. find some other, you know, in- inane task to do yeah. so that I can listen to my podcasts. Ah, oh, well, you've got plenty of plenty of time to, to have a podcast going in the house. But one thing I, I think that was just um I know I have personally been thinking a bit about this in the last few days is um Abby asked me yesterday, said, Oh, have you have you listened to that prophetic thing that was sent, somebody sent on a WhatsApp group? And I I, I sort of said, I haven't yet there's so many things being sent right now. And so many, you've got to listen to this word or you've got to, you know, um, tune into this this video and see what it says. There's, there's an awful lot of that stuff going around. And I, I kind of just sort of felt like saying right from the off, like, please don't feel, please don't feel guilty or feel like, I'm talking to the listeners, not, not to you necessarily Tom. Um but you can receive this as well if you want. But please don't feel guilty or like any sense of shame if you haven't listened to every single prophetic word and every single um, you know, online prayer stream that's going on. Like there's it's it's phenomenal seeing how much the global church is, is rising up and equipping um the, you know, uh the the church of God right now, the the bride to actually, you know get through this and and not only get through it, but sort of shine through it. Um, but there's also a lot of stuff online. I just kind of felt like maybe that was for someone just don't, don't feel like shame or guilt if you haven't listened to every single major profits broadcast <laughs> about this. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah. They're the, Yeah. Understatement of the understatement of the podcast. There's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of stuff going on. Um, yeah. How's that? Uh, I, I mean, I, yeah, yeah go on. Sorry. No, you go on. I was just saying to, to someone earlier, I've just been so encouraged, so so very much encouraged and it's so often the kingdom is counterintuitive, countercultural, you know, he uses the foolish things to shame the wise, you know, and and, and there's so many times in the Christian walk where what would be intuitive from a worldly perspective is completely the opposite from a kingdom perspective. You know, you you mm-hmm. give away to get, you know, you you let something die to let it live. I I understand that, but but more so than ever, I mean this I've always quoted the verse, you know, He causes all things to work for the good of those who love Him, who are called, uh, and and are called according to His purpose, and and I believe that. But in this season, I'm just seeing such a such a um, radical manifestation of that. And even with my not yet saved friends, I'm mm-hmm. having so many amazing conversations. Even just at the school gate this morning, one of the parents asked me to pray for her. You know, we've we've I've had family members reaching out, um, not yet mm-hmm. saved family members reaching out and asking, uh, you know amazingly deep and and powerful questions we've had opportunities to and 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 it's not just us i mean because as the church in these kind of times we do galvanize and we're like come on we need to be the light and we need to be the salt of the earth And that's all great but what's really struck me is it's not just the church rising up it's an increased receptivity from the world and i don't know my guess would have been if you'd asked me six weeks ago if we had a global pandemic how would the world respond my guess would be that probably the majority of people, it would cause them to to shut down or to be, um, it would push them away from God or turn them off to the things of God. Mm. And and admittedly, there are some people that are, are doing that. But my experience, by and large, has been that people have opened up. And so it's this whole kind of like the church is galvanizing and stepping up at the same time that the world is becoming, to to my experience anyway, much more receptive. And it's just creating these amazing opportunities to really, mm. you know, it's receptivity and. Increased initiative uh, are coming together so beautifully, and yeah, I'm just super encouraged. Um, I feel more the strange thing is, I feel more connected now with the world and with my work colleagues uh, than I ever did before. And it's it's bizarre, I mean, maybe some of that's just you know psychosomatic, I get that, but my my general impression is, in this time of isolation, social distancing, you know, working from home, reduced uh, opportunities to gather, I actually feel probably more connected than I have. At any, at any point in recent memory. Mm. And would, you say, <laughs> would you say for you that that extends to um, the kind of territory of feeling more of like a global citizen than you ever have before? Yeah. I mean, obviously, we're all tied. I mean, I was sharing with a friend the other day. We're all tied by the, the – the, often we find our single greatest strengths or our single greatest weaknesses, and the single greatest strength of this global village, global community, is we're so interconnected. We, we have such ability to – connect and to travel. But obviously that's been what has caused the pandemic to, to happen so quickly and so strongly is, you know, it is possible to be on the other side of the world in a day, you know, and people can travel freely. And so it's it's this this idea of, you know, this global village has caused this pandemic to spread as quickly as it has. But equally it's meant that the positive things are happening quickly as well. And, you know, the the use of social media for so good and you know, people being updated, you know, and uh, it's just interesting to see how global events happen in this day and age. Because sure. you know, yeah. even even if you'd taken this even 10 years ago, potentially 15 years ago, certainly none of this kind of interactions through Zoom and Facebook and that kind of thing would have been possible. Or if they had, it would have been to the very few who had the equipment. Mm. Now everyone's got a studio in their pocket. They can record like, like we are. We're sat on the phone and you know, I, I just I just think it's interesting. And, you know, someone was chatting to me the other day about uh, the grace of God um, with the revival in 94 in Toronto, how that happened just as the internet was, you know, really taking off. And, and you know, historically how word of mouth would have got around would have just been through relationships or through mm-hmm. newspapers, that kind of thing. And all of a sudden they were in this day and age where you could send emails easily. You could, you know, put information on the internet. And I don't know, it just feels like another kind of Opportunity for us in this day and age to really be the light of the world, but to have all of these amazing tools at our at our disposal. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And like, to, uh, one of the questions I was gonna I was gonna ask, and I, I'll uh, I'll give you a moment to think on, was just kind of what's what's your kind of weird or unusual experience of um, so, self isolating so far? Maybe there's something from the Allsort family that has uh, some sort of strange or unusual experience you've had. I know. Yeah. For me, one of the ones that's been um, maybe just a timely reminder, kind of what you just said there, um, Abby and I just moved into a new place. We moved in a week ago um, and we didn't have Wi-Fi or anything like that. And, you know, usually in the UK that's not a problem, but our, our phone network, we're both on the same phone network and the, the signal's really bad in, in our house and the, the internet that we can get through our phones just, you know, on roaming isn't particularly great either. And so for me, I've been like hanging out of windows to do phone calls. We had a team prayer meeting the other day that meant I was trying to share something and I had to kind of put my coat on and go and stand outside in a garden in the rain. <laughs> <My phone. laughs> which which Kamiko found hilarious. Yeah, um, which kind of, I think, maybe killed some of the power behind my prayer because um, everybody was just laughing at me. Um, but it's kind of weird because I was I, thinking back to, you know, like way back when, when in the, I don't know whether you had this, when I got my, um, my Motorola, whatever it was, I can't even remember. It was a big blocky phone with massive plastic buttons on it. And I used to have to, I had to construct a little tower of books um, and game boxes on my window. Uh, as high as i could and then balance my phone on the top of it so that i could get signal in my house and <laughs> i remember when i was like i don't know did you grow up me. in azerbaijan or something no no i grew up it was in valley road in Chorleywood, and it was, a, it was <laughs> oh, like okay. it was a a natural valley um yeah as the name would suggest and i remember i used to have to like try and type I'm I'm using my index finger to point, which obviously isn't very helpful for a you know radio audience. But I, I had to use my, my I had to try and type messages while I had sig- signal, but in such a delicate way that the phone didn't topple from the tower. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. and I remember sort of like you know early days, you like a girl's just messaged me, I've got to message her back immediately. Um, and it's just silly memories that come out. But the last couple of days since being at home, like. I've, I've had to be hanging outside of windows, and praise the Lord! Here's a testimony. Called up Virgin, um, or other broadband providers are available, and uh, <laughs> said look, we need Wi-Fi. When's so as soon as you can come? And they said as the soon as we can come is is uh, in, in two and a half weeks. I was like, man, that's that's I can't really work from home for two and a half weeks without any Wi-Fi, and somehow I had got connected, I'd, I'd grab the ear of a, of a Virgin technician who was installing someone else's Wi-Fi and somehow the area manager for Virgin in, in um, for our region called me and he said, Hi, it's Martin Smith here. And <laughs> regular listeners or people who know me know that one of my favorite worship leaders is Martin Smith. Um, and I was like, Oh, wow. Hello. Um, obviously not the same person, but he said, heard you were having some problems. What can I do?" And I said, well, I've, I've just ordered your service, but it's not going to come for two weeks. And he just said, this was two days ago, he said, do you know what? That's not good enough. I'll get them to come tomorrow. And the guy yeah. came sorted it out. And I said, like God, that just helps so much. It's just a small thing. And I know that there are deaths and I know that there's huge, you know, people are worried about their jobs and I don't want to make light of any of those things. But God, that that was as, like Paul Mannering says, that's just a kiss from a good God, and I was like, that's meaningful for us. Um, and that you know, just in, in the midst of these of this, you know, strange scenarios, and sometimes it's funny, and other times it's it's it feels really heavy. I'm just like, look out for those little those little kisses from God, those little moments. Um, I think like Stu said on our, on our Facebook Live the other day, just like, what's Jesus doing in the midst of this? What's he doing for you? And what's he doing that you can be part of? Um, mm. so that was just a really, really sweet little moment. But I'm wondering if there's any, any interesting shenanigans just before we, before we move on. Um, please, you... please, tell me you didn't miss, please tell me you didn't miss the opportunity to get in some great delirious puns with your Virgin Media guy called Martin Smith. Like he calls up and you're just like, yeah, I'm just waiting here for you. You know that kind of stuff I'm, I'm hoping you yeah um uh, unfortunately he didn't he didn't know who Martin Smith was other than himself mm-hmm. um and um, so I was trying to explain he's the lead singer of a Christian band, but I was trying to therefore not invoke the uh, the image that yeah i I mm. really love this guy he wears sandals and socks yeah did he did he, he ask if he should talk. take off his shoes <laughs> See now we're gonna get into that thing where we do loads of delirious puns and all the listeners are just like, we don't know delirious songs and you and I are having a great time, but no one yeah. else is. So we should probably move on. No, well, no I tried no, to tell them no. the reason I like them was because I found Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> you know. What a friend I found in him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> moving on. Oh dear, moving on. No, I mean we've we just as always, it's usually the kids that bring great comedy and or great awkwardness into these kind of moments. Um, the only one I could think of off the top of my head was when Jess declared in a very loud voice. So we've got a, an elderly couple that live two doors down. But I say elderly, they're probably not. Yeah, I don't know what <laughs> way. They're <laughs> in their fifties. I'm, I'm about to offend most of our podcast listeners, I'm sure. But they're, um, they're probably in their seventies. So, you know, they would be classed certainly in terms of what the government is saying in terms of like a high risk category and should be you know trying to trying to isolate as much as possible. And Jess declares in a very loud voice as they're getting out of their car, going to their um, <laughs> to their door. Daddy, Mike and Sheila are really old. Should we check that they're okay? Brilliant. <laughs> so just those kind of moments, which are just, um, yeah, you can always <laughs> rely on my children, certainly, to uh, say something <laughs> in a social moment that makes it a little bit awkward. That's um, fantastic. Um, I must, this isn't, I know this is pre-coronavirus, but... Can you please just share what, what Gracie said to you the other day? Because I think our audience is about the circus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a few a months, months ago, to be fair. Right? Yeah, yeah, it was a few months ago. But I, we try, Abby and I, each night where possible, if we're both doing bedtime, we'll spend you know, a bit of time with each girl one-on-one. And I'm just in with Gracie and I'm, I'm stroking her forehead and stroking her hair and just you know, praying with her and that kind of thing. And then she just looks at me and she says, Daddy, we're going to miss you. I was like, uh, sorry, what? She said, we're really going to miss you. I said, Gracie, what what do you mean you're going to miss me? She said, we've decided we're going to give you to the circus. (laughs) (laughs) And I was just like, and it was interesting. It was only after like about 10 minutes later that I was reflecting on this and I was suddenly like, wait a second, not sell you to the circus. No, no, no. Give you to the circus. (laughs) Like... <laughs> your, your value to the circus is so low that they wouldn't even pay for you. We're just going to give you as a donation. <laughs> yeah, the circus is doing the Orsop family a favor. Yeah, <laughs> but the, the, the one little salvageable bit of that was that they are going to miss me at least after they give me the circus. <laughs> so that's good, good. to know. Well, every time I think of that story, it does put a smile on my face. And now we can all share in that moment. Um, well, we're recording all of these wonderful stories for when I do my father at the bride speech at their wedding. So that's. Yeah. Uh, Excellent. That one's going in the, in the bag for sure. That's good. Well, we're, um, we're going to sort of increase um, some of these that we're doing. And we know that some people um, just, it helps people feel a little bit more connected when we're just doing family um, related um, news and chatting to each other. Uh, and um, yeah, we can, we'll see where we're getting there. Um, but I think one of the things that we're, but you, you said, I think you said off, off air before we started recording, Tom, that like not everything needs to be about like the coronavirus right now. God is God is moving in our hearts and God is using this. I, I like what Bill Johnson was saying about, um, you know, he's setting the stage right now. For yeah. The greatest moves of God that can happen. And um, I may share about this a little bit down the line, but I've had this real strong conviction that, um, you know, when people were talking about the, the 2020 year and all the prophetic and everything that was happening, um, I there's a part of me that was like, I believe it, but also um, I'm not quite sure how it's going to happen because something kind of pretty significant, like maybe a church somewhere needs to have a phenomenal revival and we're all tuning in or flying there or something. But I, if you'd asked me what I thought it looked like, I wouldn't really have been able to uh pin it down and um you know, I feel like just in the spiritual atmosphere of the last sort of five plus years, I feel like there, there's been a, a move away from um, it being about the one guy, you know, like the Billy Graham or the Reinhard Bonnke or the, the the one superstar who everybody's flocking. And it's about the Lord using ministries and ministers and pastors and business people and marketplace people globally, you know, like there's this sort of dissemination rather than it, you know, the one guy is Jesus <laughs> and everybody yeah. else and and so with those kind of things in my mind, I was just thinking like, what, what, what would God need to do to bring that billion whole, uh, billion soul harvest in? What would he What would he need to do? And it, and I was thinking like, I'm not saying I said this on Sunday at church. Like, God didn't cause the coronavirus. He's not killing people to start a revival. Um, yeah. But what needed to happen? What? How could a global response from the church? Uh, be initiated if not for something like this and so i'm kind of watching my words very carefully because i'm not saying god causes but he he clearly is is mobilizing the global church in a way that is just phenomenal and you know um i there's just so many examples so we will share some of the testimonies as we go over the next few days and weeks but there's just so much that god is doing um, in very small localized areas it's not just kind of stadiums full of people giving their life to Jesus it's a testimony from a, a street here and from a shop there and from a neighbor there and from a work colleague there it's 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 almost like spreading like wildfire and and so I'm just really kind of uh, you know obviously we're praying and we're contending for this thing to be broken but I'm just I'm feeling like we're in we're in an unprecedented time in world history where the kingdom of God is going to do something that's that's going to blow us all away. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, if I, I don't want us to uh, even using the word excited feels like maybe I'm, you know, it's, it, it could be dangerous territory, but I just feel like we're in, we're in a time where God is going to do something. And this is a global history milestone time. And so, um, yeah, so that, that's one thing that I think is definitely on my heart. And, and I just wanted to sort of maybe just as we land, um, I think we're all starting to see the creativity come up right now from people uh, Yeah, and things like, <laughs> I don't quite know at what point I I uh, liked Gary Barlow from Take That on Facebook, but I seem to have done. Um, and I saw him and Ronan Keaton <laughs> doing a dual sing along um, to like Boyzone and Take That songs um, together and, you know, uh, seeing the, people in Italy serenading each other from their balconies with their, you know, um, accordions and all of this. And I'm like, there's a spirit of creativity out there and um, back in, uh, you know, the World War Two, the the sort of five years or so, the period of the war are some of the most... Uh, one of the most notable times in modern history where innovation and pioneering and new technologies and uh, and everything were invented. There was so much invented in a real short period of time because that spirit of innovation was both needed, but I think also released. Um, and so I kind of just really want to pray because I think like books are going to come out of this time and songs are going to come out of this time and new ways of community. And, um, like you said, you know, I actually do feel really connected with people, <laughs> even though I'm not in the same room as them. So yeah, yeah. I, I just kind of feel maybe, you know, we can, we can pray, um, that. And I know, you know, you, you and Abby have created that, um, uh, uh oh, name's gone out of my head. Um. Uh, your cards for the kids. Oh, a uh, bag of truth. bag of truth. You know, so you created a Available thing. Available at all good stockists. <laughs> for kids so that kids and parents can be talking about um, scripture. And I just feel like there's there's ideas like that that are going to come out. And I, I just would love to to pray an impartation of that and just ask that, the, that heaven would just land that spirit of creativity, um, godly innovation and pioneering creative ideas just to everyone who's listening whether it be so you can share the gospel, or so you can write that book that's been in you for twenty years, or whatever it is, um, I think that would be a really positive thing to to land on today. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think uh, I do. The, the other thing, is just I've been so struck by uh, people's responses, even to the schools closing. So, like, we're on this this group with all the parents from from the reception class and the year two class, and like, you know, there's a there's a mum on there who's um, used to be a school teacher. So she's volunteering to basically do like an hour's FaceTime every day and do a lesson for the kids and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, just all these amazing people stepping up. But I was struck the other day. I was reading this thing that someone had posted about. Now we know who the real key members of society are. Cause you know, they're saying for key workers, their kids can stay in school so they can mm-hmm. continue doing what they're doing. And it's, Nurses and doctors, but it's also mm. delivery drivers and mm. stuff like that. And, I, and I, God was just speaking to me about this whole shift in perspective of, you know, the whole first will be last and the last will be first, and how for so long in the church, the people that have been revered, you know, and put on these pedestals perhaps aren't, you know, the most important parts. And, you know, Paul speaks about that, doesn't he? He talks about how the parts of the body that are most essential are, are the ones that are hidden and therefore don't receive honor and this idea of you know actually in society we're starting to recognize what's really important because when when the squeeze gets put on it's then that we realize that pop stars and movie stars and all of that you know don't help us and it's that it reminds me of that verse you know some looks, some look put their faith in horses some put their faith in chariots and and this idea of people being brought back to the sense of what's really important it's actually community it's connection it's mm. the basics you know, and so yeah, I just think there's yeah there's, there's there's lots of interesting stuff going on that we can see. There's lots of parables happening at the moment. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, Tom, good. why don't you not you kick us off in prayer, and then we'll uh, I'll I'll close this up. Yeah, yeah. Well, Father, we just thank you for this time. And we thank you for technology. We thank you for inspiring people to create um, amazing advances in technology that enable us to stay connected, that enable us to spread. Your word and your hope and your peace and and God, I just pray for everyone listening that um, even as they uh, listen to this, that they would receive a fresh impartation of joy, a fresh impartation of hope. That Holy Spirit, even as they listen to this, that you would fill them up afresh, that they would feel your presence tangibly um, and in a deep and meaningful way. That God, we would receive grace to be um, who you're calling us to be in this season to our neighbours, to our friends, to our loved ones. God, that we would truly be the light of the world, that we would truly be the salt of the earth and that we would not squander this opportunity that's been provided. We don't believe that you've caused this, but we know for sure you're not going to waste it. And so we ask again, just for fresh grace to partner with what you're doing in this season uh, so that we can see uh, amazing fruit come of this, that what the enemy meant for bad, you will use for good, that you're going to cause good to come from this um, when we love you and when we're called according to your purpose. And so, yeah, we just submit again to your plans and your purposes in this season that we may be co-laborers um, in partnership with you to see your kingdom come, to see your will be done, to see uh, people come to faith in Jesus as a result of these strange times that we're in. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Yeah, yeah Lord, I just thank you that um, your, your scripture says that, um, that the prayers of the saints are like a, a, a sweet smelling incense in your courts that you hear it that it comes in and that it's like our prayers have something of a presence or a um a a mass almost and you can smell them and touch them in in the throne room of heaven and so lord i thank you that the words that we say and all the words that are being spoken in prayer in bedrooms and in houses and um you know, maybe the church buildings are empty, but the church is still praying and still interceding. Lord, I thank you that those prayers kind of come out of our mouths and somewhere in the air they, they... they transform it into incense that then reaches your your nostrils and reaches the throne room, and then mm. Lord, you you activate it and it becomes something real. It becomes something that is action from heaven to earth. And so, Lord, I just I, I just say yes, name to that. And Lord, I, yeah. I ask that from from heaven, Lord, that you would just like I just see a picture of you almost like opening up the incense jars and sending back down the uh, almost like a flow, like dry ice around us, a flow of of creative, um, innovative, inspirational, um, heaven released, pioneering ideas that are going to that are going to lead to souls being saved and people drawing nearer to you um, and and finding you in the Word and finding you as the firstborn. Um, and the one whom, you know, Colossians says that all things were made through you and all things are held together through you. Um, Mm. I thank you for, for things, you know, like even things, things in the last couple of weeks and months, Lord, you know, like the, the TV show, the chosen, you know, just coming out and being free and available for people to watch and get consumed with Jesus. Um, that, that, Carrie Joby' Elevation song just written a week ago called The Blessing, and the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you, just being the, the words of that, of that song. And Lord, I thank you that you're releasing things already. Things have already been prepared for this time. And Lord, I pray, Lord, an impartation of that um, creativity would be felt by everybody who is listening to this right now. And Lord, I just, I just finish this just by reading this from Habakkuk. Though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, the produce of the olive fail, and the fields yield no food. Though the flock be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. The God, God the Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the deer's. He makes me tread on high places." god i choose faith i choose to believe in who you are and that your grace is going to empower us uh, to be strong and planted lord nimble in the season um high on a rock and above all of these waves and we ask lord that you bless our church family in jesus name mm, yeah amen come on cool well to the next one we'll see you then <laughs> cool. all right buddy take it easy see you bye